Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Boy, does it ever. I'm uh, Daryl. I'm Ed. <laughs> I forgot who I was. <laughs> That's not the first time. And we are broadcasting live from Chobo Studios. In beautiful downtown Van Nuys. That's right. Today's a great day to encourage yourself. What, Ed? Be all you can be. Ah. Ah. Just like you said, we often forget about, we forget who we are. We forget that joy is a part of the equation. But today's show is called Be All You Can Be with the amazing Jennifer Maloney coming in during the second segment. Every moment we have the choice to either free ourselves or stifle ourselves. We stifle ourselves every time we let fear motivate us. I better do what makes me look good. I better give them what they expect. I better play nice to get what I want. Rather than being motivated by fear, we can choose to trust in God and confidently, confidently take steps in the direction we are inspired and enthused to go. On this episode, Daryl and Ed inspire us to be all we can be (laughs) by living with a sense of faith instead of self-protection. Oh, I gotta yeah. meet this Daryl and Ed guys. They sound amazing. They're sober. What happened to the two that are on the air? <laughs> <laughs> During the second segment, jumping Jennifer Maloney, former Tustin High School cheerleader, assures us that life is a safe place to step out beyond our doubts and concerns with today's reading. Remember your crown. Your crown. Yes. Oh, man. You know what I originally wrote on this description? What? But then I thought it was too harsh. But after after last night, oh uh, my God. me forgetting. You know, be all you can be doesn't mean to push and shove and should yourself to achieve. Right. It means be all you can be is like letting go of the self-imposed nonsense, the pressure. Yeah. Comparing yourself to others. So originally I wrote on here, every moment we have the choice to either free ourselves or kill ourselves. Because that's what it feels like when we stifle ourselves. I was feeling like death last night. And it's amazing how just one silly thought yeah can lead an avalanche mm-hmm. of uh self what do you call it recriminating or incrimination it was just horrible condemnation condemnation yikes 
Why don't you tell people how to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club? Which is actually the antidote for everything <laughs> I went through. And that is <laughs> to remember <laughs> that we're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. Yes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then... You may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. Yeah. Living lovingly means lovingly towards yourself. That's right. Not just trying to make everyone else feel okay. Right. Am I going to jump into the readings or are we? No, no. Let's get oh. let's get a few things out of the way. Yes. Uh, first of all, when, the, when you said that, it made me realize we're like a me we're members of like the Fonz's gang, man. Like this isn't some membership drive. This isn't some put on your pantsuit and go to some stuffy meeting. This is the real deal. This is a. Remember, the Fonz was able to bang a wall and turn on a, a jukebox for crying out loud. This is mysticism. Yeah, I'm glad all our listeners are over 50 so they know who the Fonz is. Arthur Fonzarelli, baby. Hey! Another fake Italian in Hollywood. <laughs> we were just talking about Billy Joel, another one. Uh, but anyway, they're great performers. And uh, it makes my Italian heritage proud to know that others, you know, want to rock the Italian image. At least they did for a while there. So let's see. We want to bless our Patreon contributors. Um, yes. Thank you, because you're actually helping us spread this information, continue yes. to spread this information, and make it easy for people to listen to it. They don't have to go anywhere special. They don't have to like pay anything or join up or right. sign up they don't have to give their email that you're actually a part of helping share this information all these metaphysical yeah. and spiritual teachings in a very convenient way that's what your donations help us continue to do this so then you could share it with anyone easily yeah and um you'd be surprised we got a letter recently I mean, we don't. We have no idea who's listening, who's benefiting. Right. Um, we do hear from a lot of you. You know, the ones who have the courage to reach out, and then they get, and then they realize we're harmless, and they continue to write. And That's we true. we appreciate all of you. But it's always exciting to get um, a note or a text, uh, not a text, but an email or a comment. Yep. From people we've never even knew. It's incredible. And they and they usually tell us they like we got one I thought I was just kind of maybe setting it up. We received that one on um oh, the other yeah. day it on it was on YouTube. Right. Oh, the one from YouTube. Let and me it, see if I can dig yeah, that up while it you're was, talking here. So I read it and the it was a, a listener to the show, literally a listener. Because she says, oh, my goodness, I've listened to, you know, all your episodes on um, or many of your episodes. I'm paraphrasing it. It'll dig it up. But she said, and now this is the first time I'm seeing it on. Um, oh, yeah. On YouTube. It was Elizabeth Washington. And yes. she loved it. I can't find it at the moment, but I know exactly. Yeah, she, she actually loved watching it. So that was really a nice uh, thing to hear because it made me realize 
We have no idea how many people that's right. are benefiting. That's right. We go through the reels, through the YouTube, through the podcast apps where you're listening. I mean, I was I give some love to my cousin Joe, who I just found out listens in the morning. Isn't that crazy? Help him get on track. My wife was talking to him. I love cousin Joe. He's an amazing Why human is being. it shocking when people close to us we find out listen? Well, what's amazing? Because you're always like, eh, they're not going to listen. They know me. It's like, you know what? It's like what they said about Jesus. What? Whoever heard of anything good coming out of Nazareth? Remember, ah, that's what yes. like the locals that's said? Right, that's right. Because the, the, yeah. the people closest yeah. to us tend to, eh, it's right. Daryl and Ed. Right. So it's always like, a, like, holy cow, you really listen? Like baristas we know tell us oh i listened to the last one and i go you really you listen to this yeah i listen to every episode i'm like oh my god my assistant ryan who um he's moving on from my school uh we he had kind of you know we had an emotional goodbye and he said well guess i'll just have to keep listening to your podcast and i was like i didn't even know you were listening isn't to the that podcast. it's the greatest compliment ever yeah so let's just what we're doing now too is magnifying and multiplying the value of those contributions because the place to magnify and multiply is within our own mind. When we appreciate things in our own mind, we feel more because we can I, like what was happening with me uh, with my job working with kids for so long. I was just putting it down, not appreciating. It's easy to do because that environment's not exactly that uh, focused on appreciating and blessing. It's like quite a, quite the opposite at times. But because I've said, I don't have to be here, I'm choosing to be here. And I've started to actually just value the relationships that are there. And just the fact that I'm going there and I'm putting in this energy. And the fact that it's starting to magnify and multiply that good within my own mind is very empowering. And yesterday was the last day of school. And this is the best end of school I've ever had. I wasn't burnt out. I was actually feeling quite good. And that our principal, like it was like we stepped back into like the 80s when things weren't, people, 70s, when people weren't so scared of everything. Yeah. The principal had a countdown over the PA, 10, 9. And I was in the garden yelling with my friend, Mr. Rob, who is an amazing substitute teacher who really helped me this year. I have my arm around Mr. Rob, 10, 9, 8. We get to 1. And literally the doors flew open and the kids just came running down like the stampede, stairs. Yeah. Kids arm in arm crying. We're like hugging each other. All the teachers. It was uh, like the most uh, beautiful experience. And I, and I don't think I would have experienced it if I hadn't been working using these principles and magnifying, multiplying the good, approving of myself, letting go of worrying what anyone else is thinking and just being myself, man. Well, like, it's also because it was... It was honest, meaning yeah. the principal wasn't afraid to admit yeah. that it feels great that this is the last day of school for all of us. Yeah, we made because, it. Because most people in those, well, we can't say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that happened at a meeting the other day. This is another reason I was on fire. We, we had this like inclusion team meeting with these great teachers. And the the, the, the the district wants an inclusion team at your school. So we're like, all right, this will be great. But then it was just like some outside agency that was paid a lot of money to come in and like. Like a success They coach. gave us a bunch of data that was meaningless because it was irrelevant to like, it didn't even reflect our school and it didn't, there's this whole thing and everyone in there is just slowly like wilting. And finally, and then she's, then the, the, the activity was going to be like this really like standardized goal setting thing. And 
thankfully my friend Abby, who's just an amazing teacher with a lot of experience, she's, she's a little older, a little bit um, older than me. She spoke up and said, "This just feels like box checking. It's like we like we yeah. Yeah, there's some real things going on that we thought we were going to have a discussion and talk about." And since she opened it up, I was like, Abby's jumping in. I'm jumping in too. So I started sharing just what I shared here. I was like, first of all, you gave us a bunch of data that doesn't even apply to our school. It doesn't, there's nothing we can do with it. And we are, I said before, they used to be that we were the doctors. Like you ask us, like no one's asked us, what do we need? We are inclusive. We're like, no, but you know, like we have this experience, but no one's asking us, what do we need? The last thing we need is someone else to come in now and tell us. So whatever, I was just sharing very honestly and a little spice in there, like my wife says. And by the end, the lady's like, we never even made the goals. The person was like, oh, my 315, my 415's in the waiting room, gotta go. <laughs> but the joy and the truth and speaking our truth and, and not being afraid to speak our truth and not thinking it's like, it's disruptive or bad to speak our truth, to be all that we can be, it, it brought us all together as a team and well, like everyone, would, that added to the feeling of like excitement together at the end. Well, that's the thing, it's what that's saying. They meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. Yeah. But it's only because someone was willing to just yes. not, like we read in the beginning of the, the show with the motivated by fear instead of motivated by our, 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 our I want to say inspiration, but it's more than that. It's, it's being all we can be because it's, it's our, it's the truth when yes. we're honest, like, Everyone loved that day at school because no one was pretending that we can't be overly joyous that That's it's right. the end of That's school. Right. That's right. That we all want to be out of this place for the summer. Yeah. You know, because people tend to stifle. Oh, what will they think? I mean, we can't act like that. Yeah, It's okay right. for the students to think that. But that's what causes hell on earth. And the fact that someone spoke up and then th that kind of opened you up, your confidence. And then I had the willingness to jump in with it instead yeah. of just leave her hanging like, yeah. all, you know, like. Yeah, because you were going with the inspired, you were letting faith motivate you instead of fear. Yeah, because I don't want to work anymore where I'm in a place where I can't speak the, the truth about the very thing we're doing. If I can't share the best stuff that I have regarding exactly what we're doing. I don't want to be there. That, that, like you said, is hell on earth. By the way, Joan Rose said uh, she got on that, that Patreon uh, prosperity class that we've been doing on Tuesdays. That's one of the things that uh, for, for Patreon contributors. Uh, by the way, it's, it's patreon.com forward slash funniest thing if you want to jump on that. She said, great show. Joan said, great show today. Been listening to all the prosperity workshops and they are so welcome in addition to the regular weekly show. Thanks for doing them. And we really just do it for, as another way to stay in the flow with these principles because we have to constantly be reminded. It's not Daryl and Ed like, oh, in 19 so-and-so we were struck by lightning and since then we never have doubts. We never, you know, no, every day, multiple times a day, we have to be reminded. Oh we have to remind God. ourselves, remind each other. I have to call Indy. I have to call Daryl. Daryl calls me. We talk to Stephen Tom Thorpe, text with Maloney, whatever it is. But it's a constant reminder to get back in the oh, flow with this good. stuff. We got good readings to support this. Yeah. Today. If you want to send us anything, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Um, 
What do you want to do? You want to do a ring while I grab these postcards because I have some in my bag from Grace. You want to, um, since you're chomping at the bit, which is actually a great idea. You want to read? Uh, uh, well, we could, yes. Joseph, we got yeah, whatever. Gotta, what do you? Whatever. We you got think a we couple of good rings that go along. Because what are we? Are I'm going to grab the postcards while you read. Where are they? In my bag. Right oh wow, he's leaving the set. If you're listening and you're not watching on YouTube, you'd see Ed just left me alone. He abandoned me. <laughs> so anyway, this is from a book. Ed actually heard this earlier, so he knows what I'm reading. This is from a book. It's something new. We've never, I, we may have read, read, read something from this. I think maybe previously. last week or somewhere recently you may have read from On it. the Prosperity Call. Oh, the Prosperity Call. Patreon. But, so it's called the Desire Map. It's by a woman named Danielle Laporte. It's one of those books that ended up in our library somehow, and it's got some good stuff in it, mainly going along with what we're talking about today. So what I'm going to read, she's talking about we want freedom from, like I add things to my books. You could write in books, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Yes, you can. So um, I wrote freedom from and then staying true. So the freedom from is... It's surprising how often, once you're aware of this, when you hear this, start noticing how often you let fear-based motivators make your decisions for you. Mm. So here we go. The great fear-based motivators of human nature. What other people think of me? I better do what makes me look good. What other people want from me? I better give them what they expect. What other people can give to me, I better play nice to get what I want. Oh, it's horrible, folks. And I know that because anytime I dip into this, it seems like the reasonable way to live, but it feels so bad. Yeah. It takes You're, courage to not to, to say not, no to the bad stuff when it feels like this is rationally what I should do. Yeah. Because no, but but look what happens. Everyone comes together because everyone's on the same page. Yes. When we're pretending, everyone feels bad, but we think we should all keep pretending, like your experience in the classroom and in the Zoom call and the last um, Yikes. the last day of school. So it says your goals are based on avoiding pain when you're focused on getting something so that you don't lose out. How many people do that? Fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. FOMO. Yikes. Oh, I better do it. Kirky was just talking to me about yeah. this. He was saying, well, this could lead to something. And I go, those are my famous last words. My wife, I think it was my wife, said the same thing recently. Yeah. This could lead, you know what? You never know. This could lead to something. Yeah. This death, it never leads to anything. Yeah, you and I went through a period where we really kicked that out of our psyche yeah. and realized like, that is never a good motivator. Yeah. The other one is faux pas, fear of other people's opinions. But here we go. Mm -hmm. So... Here are the fears, you know, that we that we do uh, that. We, OK, your goals are based on avoiding pain when you're focused on getting something so that you don't lose out. You don't get penalized. You look good to avoid risking humiliation. Mm. That's like you put your hand out instead of. Oh, I'm just, I don't. Need right. To, right. To risk humiliation. But we're never humiliated when we follow our confidence. Right. right. You don't disappoint people. I don't yeah. want to upset them. 
You can get people to do what you want them to do. These are the wrong motivators. Of course, okay, so then it goes, the problem with avoiding pain is that your energy, because that's what these are, I'm avoiding a perceived pain right. that's not even existent. I'm making it up. You know, yes. I'm going to get scolded or I'm going to be humiliated. What yeah. if I'm wrong? Everyone's going to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. So the problem with avoiding pain is that your energy is always constricted. And doesn't it feel that way? Like mm -hmm. when you're in a room and you think, you, I mean, I know I do. Yep. I think I should say, no, better not. And I feel my body go like, like oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. But but my mind will tell me that no no because you don't need to say anything like well it's, it's hard too when you're in a room full of other people it can be more challenging when you're oh, in a yeah. room full of other people who are all thinking the same thing and it becomes like this seems like it's the thing we do here yeah and everyone in the room is like having an issue with their colon their heart their, you know like as oh, a result yeah. of living this way this restricted way of living you know so it says. The problem with avoiding pain is that your energy is always constricted, so you're more uptight and less trusting. It actually yes. makes me less trusting. Yes. And this kind of stress inhibits your love, your creativity, and your access to your soul. Yeah. What's more, when you've been running to avoid the whip, that's what fear-based yeah. motivation is. When you get to your goal, it'll be bittersweet because... If you got to fight to get it, you're going to have to fight to keep it. Meaning if you don't feel good during the journey, yeah. when you get to the end, you're not going to feel good. That's right. That's right. As Lily Tomlin put it, the trouble with the rat race is that even if you win, you're still a rat. <laughs> 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 so, so wait, what do we want to stay true to? And that's the positive drive. Yeah. You know, if your choices elicit a full-on yes to any of the following questions, then you're choosing from a place of true creative power. Try these on for size when weighing a particular decision. Is this moving me forward? You know what I mean? Is yeah. this moving me forward? Do I feel more like myself? Yeah. Well, when you say moving you forward, what do you mean? Because I don't think it means the same thing that everyone, that some people think it means because you just did some kind of It means, I, okay, it's more of being all you can be. And, it goes along with the second one. Do I feel more like myself? Moving me forward in the direction I feel inspired to go. Not yes. trying to make it happen. Right, Because it could be, is this moving me forward uh, uh, up the ladder or up this like, is it? Because obviously that's not what you're talking about. You're no. talking about moving me forward, yeah, in the direction of, like you said, what feels good to what me and becoming good. more of myself and expressing more of who I am. And, you, is, will, and you will move up the ladder yeah. in one way or the other. I know I have one. I'm true to this. It may not be in a corporate, you know, rank elevated, but it'll be in the things that make me feel more free as myself. Like we touched on this last week, or maybe it was on the prosperity workshop. When I was in the military, I could have studied to move up a rank. Right. right? I mean, I, I had the option to move up a rank, but I also had a choice to make. Moving up the rank, because I was never motivated by medals, career, you know, right. moving up. I was always motivated by my lifestyle, yeah. meaning the freedom, the things that I'm most comfortable with enjoying. 
Yeah, know? enjoying life. Enjoying life. Being of service. Yeah, the things I being enjoy. Being true to yourself. Yeah, it, and being true to myself did not mean, ooh, I better go up in rank because everyone else is. And by not going up in rank, I was, you know, I was living the best life for me in my position. I mean, I wasn't a higher ranking by stripes on my sleeve, but my position in the job I had, you know, living in Hawaii, working with the prosecuting attorney, right. that was way more yeah. moving, uh, like it says, moving forward yes, for me yes. than me going up a rank right. and doing a specific job in the, in the Coast Guard yeah. somewhere else. Right. Because this was moving me forward in the way I was enjoying to move yes. forward. Yes. You're, you're not even using the ladder anymore. You're right. using this inner guide. Yes. Which is not about being above or below. It's just expressing more of who you are and tapping into yeah. your divine birthright to live a prosperous life. And it can come in amazing ways. Yes. And here's another one. Does, does, this is making choices based on yes on what really is you, yeah. does this clear the way for more good stuff to show up? Because sometimes a choice may be saying no more to this, or right. I don't want to do that. Right, Being right. able to say no when it's not a hell yes. Yes. You know, will I sleep peacefully tonight? Right. Or would my kid or grandma or best friend be proud of me? Yeah. That's different from everybody being proud of me. So, and she reminds us to slow down, center yourself, to be sure you're being honest with yourself and answering these questions. If you're gripping on to a certain dream, you can easily breeze through something like this and fool yourself. Just a few minutes to tune into yourself or to work with these questions with a trusted friend can make all the difference in your clarity. All right. Let me share some postcards, will you? Dear Daryl and Ed, this is from Grace Deathridge. That's a nice one. Hop on uh, YouTube, uh, subscribe to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. You can see what I'm talking about here. On holiday in Holland, found a picture and words for you. I cannot help thinking that the best way of knowing God is to love many things and love this friend, this person, this thing, whatever you like, and you will be on the right road to understanding him better. Love with a sublime, genuine, profound sympathy, with devotion, with intelligence, and you must try all the time to understand him more, better, and yet more. And that's from Vincent Van Gogh. You know what's amazing? Ed told me about that postcard, about this quote, because you never hear quotes like this from Van Gogh. Right. And ironically, I stuck a Van Gogh quote in my morning routine book. Yes. And this is what he said. The and Ed's like, holy cow, that's the same thing. This is also from Van Gogh. The more I think about it, the more I feel that there's nothing more genuinely artistic than to yes. love people. Wow, that's amazing. And look at this from Lois Conklin. She says, a quote from John Muir, and into the forest I go, I lose my mind and find my soul, sending love and joy to all in this beautiful summertime. Um, and with you every week on YouTube, I do like to see you all in person been your friend for one year now such joy fills my heart in its love and care lois oh in his love and care lois conklin and one more from lois which says when you find peace within yourself you become the kind of person who can live at peace with others that's by the peace pilgrim 
A wonderful story of a lady who walked with for peace. If you don't know about her, info is available online. She's passed on, but her message is still there. Happy week to you all and your listeners. Love to all from Lois Conklin. Okay. I'm just going to wrap up this quick thing that happened to me last night because that postcard is the nail on the head of being all you can be, meaning self-acceptance is all of it. When we accept ourselves as we are, nothing bothers us. Right. Nothing. Everything is fine. Mm -hmm. But the moment we doubt who we are and start non-accepting ourselves, it is the, it's hell on earth. Yeah. And just to show you that we're not just, we're not just the presidents of the hair club for men. We're actually clients. That's right. I mean, we actually have to use this stuff on yep. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what happened was last night, one of my friends, I go, ah, it's safe. I'm relaxing. I met with Ed. We went over with the readings, the show. We're fired up to have Maloney in the studio. Right. I mean, there's not a cloud on the horizon until I looked at Instagram. And I saw <laughs> a friend of ours. Who is on the show. Yep. So I might as well let the cat out of the bag. Bruni. Stephen Bruni. And he's got a picture with a guy standing next to him saying, it's you know, it's great doing my tattoo work. I get to meet interesting people like so-and-so. Right. So something about this told me you do not want to dig deep on this. Yeah. I always have that hunch. Right. And then this is where my no, check it out. <laughs> and I knew for some reason it was like, you know, alcoholics shouldn't take that first drink. But they go, ah, this one won't hurt me. Right, right. Well, that's what happened. So mm. I look at this guy's Instagram, the, the guy he took a picture with, who right, gave a tattoo. Because right. I'm like, why is Bruni making a big deal out of this guy? He looks ordinary, you know? Right. So I take a peek, and right at the top, one million followers. I'm like, oh, no, who is this guy? Fashion icon. Fashion icon. He starts talking, so he's the same, so in a nutshell, here's a guy the same age as me, you know, perfectly manicured face, hair, beard. Yeah. Sleeves. Yeah, he's got- Tattoos. Yeah, and you know, every picture of this this guy. Perfectly lit. Perfectly lit, like they're like out of magazines, and he's like all over the world, wearing different clothes. Ed loved some of his outfits. Oh yeah, baggy. All sorts Kilts. of- Yeah, you name it, but, but like he's in Milan, he's on a boat, he's in a yacht, you know. Milano. It's everywhere, he's at this fashion show, and I'm like, I wasted my life. I'm the same age as this guy. He has a private doctor comes in, gives him growth hormone, like you, like hormonal treatments. Nice. And I'm going, look at me. I look like a. What do I look like? I don't know. I look like a cross between Jimmy Durante and Carol O'Connor when I see myself. So I'm like, what the heck? What's the point? And. I go through all this and he gets a painting, a painting. Oh, I always wanted a painting from this artist. And the painting is just close, similar enough to what I do. (laughs) And I go to that guy's thing. And now, of course, because once your mind switches to that other vibration, everything now is going to be in that vibration. That's right. This is what we got to remember. Because now I'm looking at this artwork he bought. Now I'm looking at that artist page. Now all that is better than what I do. Right. This guy's selling artwork. What am I, what's the use of anything? Right. Well, 
The good news is, ladies and gentlemen, like Ed said, this is why we have friends on the same path, to remind us who we are, even when we don't want to hear it because we're still believing what's the point. You right, know? right. But I had a nice talk, a nice, you know, with Stephen Tom Thorpe, looked at that guy's page and immediately started laughing like you did. Yeah. He's wearing, what is that, a dress he's wearing? What is that? You know, and, yeah. and he goes, you don't want to be, did you real? do you really want this guy's life? Right. Like having to stop everything when you're on vacation and have your friends take perfect photos of right, you? Right, right. Because you know how horrible you wouldn't want to hang around with this guy. I go, I know, I know. But something in my mind was in that vibration. I woke up this morning, I'm doing my routine, and I, everything can become weaponized. You gotta realize it's not you, it's not true. It's just a vibration, like our mind gets in a frequency. Yes. Because even these spiritual books I was reading in- um, The one you just read the from. The one I just read from, and, it, and of course I happen to read, well, if you're doing things for, you know, 10 years or so and nothing's happening maybe it's time to try something give it up right (laughs) to me it said okay daryl that's just about everything you've been doing in your life because i made everything not yeah because you're in that you were out of that vibration of being all you could be your mind didn't even know who you were i didn't know who i was but it thought it did and this is the thing so I finally started to come out of this, and you gotta do the morning routine, folks, because if yes. I didn't do this morning routine, you may be going, oh, well, listen to him, he's doing a morning routine, it still feels bad. Yeah, I started my morning routine. I didn't even realize my mind was in this frequency, but reading these books and having something you know, to do in the morning that I look forward to, the frequency started to change. It's like my the radio signal. Yep. I was actually turning the dials without realizing it. Like, like right. And this isn't conscious. It happened. So it got better, and I wrote in my book, Today I surrender to your will. I give up judging myself harshly because I'm comparing myself to others and my imagination right. of perfection. So... Just given, I just gave into it, and I started drawing. I drew a little, like a like a droopy version of myself, like depressed. And I wrote about it. What's the point? And just drawing that started to make me feel really good. Uh huh. And then I just added a, my dog at the bottom, looking up at me, and I wrote with a little arrow, the point. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, everything changed. I told Lori about it. We started to laugh. And she go, and we start. I started falling like back in love with my yeah. life. But this is it, folks. At any moment, we can live that movie. That's right. That Christmas movie. That's right. What's it, the, the title of it with George Bailey? Uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. This yeah. is what it's talking about. It's not talking about some big real catastrophe. It may be, but it will always come around. Yeah. When we have just a little bit of faith and we're willing to accept it. Because in any moment when, when, our, when we tune into the negative, fearful, comparing and all that stuff, that vibration, it's impossible to access the feel-good vibration. Right. Like instantaneously. Right. But just know that if you're willing to get there by doing the tools yeah. you know will work, once it clicks back in, I swear to God, I was laughing about it. Me and Ed were talking about it on the ride. Yeah. And we were dying of laughter on the phone on our way here. Yeah. 
it really is a vib vibration we get into. And here's the other good news. Well, what if I attract horrible things when I'm in that vibration? Well, the good news is the negative vibration is mainly, it's mainly internal and it's not as powerful as a positive vibration. Yeah. Well, it's completely internal. You may connect with that, which is internal in other people around you. Yes. But once you release it from within you, like you said, it, you actually, it actually makes it feel even sweeter when you return oh. to this feeling. I know. Madness. I love my life. Yeah. I mean, it really was worth it. I was like Scrooge the night before Christmas, and all those ghosts visited me. Yes, in the in the in the appearance of having tattooed sleeves and facials and hair transplants. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen up. We're gonna get. We're gonna. I'm gonna give you two quotes from Sue Hodgson that she sent us. We're gonna do our breaths, and we're going to the break so we can bring in Maloney. One quote from Sue Hodgson, who sends us an email every day, says. It's from Mary Cupferly. I need some medicine, man. You're reading newfangled books. You're on Instagram. I need medicine. Mary Cupferly. <laughs> what? I didn't say that was medicine. It was trust hell. In, I know. Mary Cupferly said, yes, dear friend, the right channels are always available to supply the answers, solutions, and information needed to lead you to the good you seek. As you consistently and repeatedly cooperate with God, giving thanks and following divine guidance step by step, you draw the best to you. If there are, this is where it comes down to. If there are times when nothing seems to work for you, when peace of mind is elusive, when your earnest prayers seem ineffective, this is the time to affirm, my good is here now. Yes. I give thanks for it and accept it. Turn, turn from every concern about what you think you have been doing wrong, from criticism yep. or judgment about how poorly you are communicating with God, and instead affirm, my good is here now. Because my good is here now is principle. It is always true. Yes. The crap we're thinking about ourselves is not principle. It is never true. We can stay in it as long as we want, but it will never make it true. And that's why it feels well, bad. And eventually great. it's going to yeah. make us sick in some way or, or bring something to our attention to get us to unhook from it. Because it takes effort to feel bad. That's I right. have to keep thinking those negative right. stories to feel bad. It's like holding the basketball yeah. underwater. The challenge is, though, once that virus of thinking takes over, it has a, it's like it also takes effort to get ourselves back into the flow. And that's where we said morning routine is imp is imperative. I did the same thing last night. I was beating myself up. I had the best day yesterday and was beating myself up. But the morning routine, sometimes I have to tell myself, no, even though my mind's going, this isn't going to do anything. This isn't going to change it. This is a longstanding pattern. I say, yeah, but right now I'm doing the thing. I have to say this consciously to myself. I am doing the thing that is bringing me back into alignment. And that voice would go, how do you know? I just know it always works. Who told you this long-standing pattern? That's a horrible thing to say. I know, right? Who told you that? I want to kick him. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last quote here. Marianne Williamson, The Law of Divine Compensation. She says, putting love first, putting love first, which means yeah. being all you can be, isn't a life of sacrifice. No. As many have been taught. Long-standing pattern. <laughs> In fact, it's quite the opposite. Putting love first means knowing who you are and that you're entitled to miracles. Imagine that. You are entitled to miracles. And everyone you might be judging, they're entitled to miracles oh, also. That guy may end up a guest on our show. I hope so, man. <laughs> we're so. going to be tickling him and hugging him. Right? Putting love first means knowing that the universe supports you in creating the good, the holy, and the beautiful. 
It means knowing that you're on the earth for a purpose and that the purpose, purpose itself will create opportunities for its accomplishment. Yeah. You know, you, I'm glad you said that last part about that fellow because I said to this to you right before we get, came in here. I said, it's great, actually, that this guy is doing the things the way he is. Yeah. But I wouldn't want you doing it that way. That would be ridiculous. Maybe I that's why I felt bad. Yeah, because <laughs> when we try to compare ourselves and put on someone else's life, it doesn't mean their life is wrong for them. But when we try to put it on, it's ill-fitting oh. for us. And that that's really the problem. By the way, thank you, Jeff Comfort, out in Kansas City, Kansas, because each week you take us right, right into the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Indiana Fawcett over here at Chobo Studios. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Loving the show. This is probably the longest first segment we've ever had. This is amazing. You're oh, right. I know. fire. Oh, thank you, sir. ChoboStudios.com if you want to be part of the fun. iPodles. I, I shuttle. What is it? I <laughs> Pod shuttle. Podshuttle.io if you thank wanted you. to cut up your reels and such like the ones you see from our show. Um, let's see here. Well, this has been great, man. Remember, morning routine. This is what I'm taking away got to do the morning routine because the shift this is the beauty of it you don't have to go out and fight the world that's not what I did in that meeting it's not about that at all it's about changing the beliefs you have about who you are and your own value and then the re letting the world reflect that back to you you have to do that work on your own on your own time and it's not even work it's like it's like eating a Sunday is that work no that's what this is it's like every morning we look forward to the, in, in reading these books, the more and more we do it because it really just, ah, it frees us from the burden of these negative th thoughts that we might have been thinking for a long time. So that's really, really important is to change the thinking, go home. That, I mean, this has liberated my whole life. It's true freedom to, to realize I don't have to fight with anyone else to live this way. It's all about doing what's going on with inside my own mind. So let's take a few breaths and then we'll get out of here. You ready? Uh, this is a, oh man, uh, this is like uh, she's Virgin a religious. Mary. She's, no, she's a religious icon. Religion, religious icon, Madonna. Excuse yes. me, excuse me. Uh, she was like a virgin. Here's <clears throat> what I'm told. Oh, all right. Let's take a breath. Okay. Uh, we are living in a spiritual world, and I am a spiritual girl. Ah. Oh yeah. We are living in a spiritual world, and I am a spiritual girl. Ah, we are living in a spiritual world, and I am a spiritual girl. for crying out loud we made it coming up next somewhere in here tells us jump well, in jennifer maloney the great Je jump in jennifer maloney assures us that life is a safe place to step out beyond our doubts and concerns with today's reading and stories from her own life remember your crown thank you for listening to funniest thing with daryl and ed live from chilbo studios
We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. All right, we made it to the second segment, Ed. We sure did. Of Be All You Can Be with our guest, Jennifer Maloney. What is that saying? Hey, Maloney, how are you doing hey, today? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Jennifer well, and I have known each other a long time. We're glad you're on the show today. Finally. What is it? 30-something years. Took you 30 yeah. years to get here. <laughs> 30 years to get here. 30 years to get here. Um, have you been enjoying the show? I love the show. I listen every week. Nice. Wow! Yeah. And what about uh, spending time in the green room and in the control room with Indy? How this has been that? amazing. Indy is a pro at what he does. Thank nice. you so much. Nice. Yeah. So, Maloney, you're a teacher? I am. I'm you, a teacher. You do voiceover work as well? I do voiceover work, but not for money. Not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. you do it for the Working love. Working on it. it. That's what the I show's do. all about. Do. It doesn't yeah. even matter. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen... Maloney sent me a little voice memo of her reading a chapter from my book, and I thought, oh, my God, this is way better than me. In a good way. <laughs> I was like, it's so good. Yeah. Did you, you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I've heard other chapters of different things you've read in the county where we have a WhatsApp music group. Maloney, Jennifer also has an amazing singing voice, um, and we got her to <laughs> dust that off over the last couple of years. Um, Definitely. Uh, we had a WhatsApp group where we share songs uh, during COVID, and it's just been amazing. That's kind of what how we reconnected. Uh, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, well, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. And then I told you, why aren't you on the county? <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. That's right. That's right. She also sang uh, a request I had for that song. Can Which you tell one? them the title? Uh, Mama's Broken Heart? Yes. yes. Miranda yeah. Lambert. That's right. That's right. One that of my was, faves. Yeah. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, the title for today's show, Be All You Can Be, is amazing because I know you've continued to step out boldly in your own life over the last several years. I mean, always, but yes. like I know you've been stepping out boldly. So when you've been listening, is there anything that's been popping up in terms of what we've been sharing and what, what, what um, came up for you? A hundred percent. I was just saying that I just got this book, mm -hmm. um, Brand New Medicine. So in my morning routine, I usually read from something like this, something inspiring. And um, you guys were talking, and the first chapter actually is about fear. Now let's just tell people so what the title the is. The title is May Cause Miracles, a 40-day guidebook of subtle shifts for radical change and unlimited happiness by Gabrielle, yeah, yeah? Gabrielle yeah. Bernstein. I love that because it really is just subtle shifts that cause the radical change mm -hmm. in, and unlimited happiness. And unlimited happiness, yeah. Right. So this is a, a 40 day guidebook that's a very like step by step, I think, just like looking at it. I wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't sure what it was. Somebody recommended and I just blindly blindly purchased that's how right. we often that's do how it. we yeah, do it yeah exactly like it it was calling to me so i did it yeah. i was like yeah this is my next because i was just finishing up one and i was like okay this is my next morning reading routine so in this book i think she teaches exactly what to do like week mm -hmm. by week you need your mm -hmm. journal you need your you know you need your meditation you need your your subtle positive thinking shifts like, yes. kind of like rewriting your story you know so week one is ab all about becoming miracle minded 
Mm-hmm. And her very first thing that she says is fear, false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. When you focus on fear, it becomes your reality. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. It's so true. When you focus, like the thing that you focus on, the thing that you speak out to the universe, the thing that you're thinking is your reality. And yeah. so when you when you get in that downward spiral of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'll never be this and I'll never be that. And, oh, maybe when I lose 10 pounds, then I'll, I'll be able to do that. You know, like maybe if I put some makeup on before I go out, no one will judge me. But it's not true. None of that stuff is true. So it's just your fear of what other people are going to think mm. or your fear of disappointing the so-and-so or your fear of whatever it is, your fear of missing out. And it's what people have been telling you or what, more importantly, what you've been telling yourself your entire life. Oh, yeah. Your entire life you've been telling yourself this story that you're not good enough Mm. when the truth is you're perfect exactly as you are. You have within you all these miracles and you can make your own magic. And you you should you that's right. that's what you should be doing. And I'm not saying you you do it every second of every day because yes, it it takes a little bit of work to retell rewrite your story. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're not guided by fear, which for some people they think oh yeah yeah that sounds amazing and like they don't they don't understand they think it's all woohooery. Right. Mm-hmm. Woohooery. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this kind of book is is perfect because it 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 really takes you through step by step, you know, because some people who are who are living in their perfect right now, right in this moment, you know, it's it's hard for them to to say how they got there. Right. And for a lot of people, they're they're back in that in that state of constant fear. Just right. And. When you're in that state, man, is it easy to give up? Yeah, oh, yeah. they just give it up. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, because another acronym for fear is "f everything and run." <laughs> and, but the good one that I use yes. when I feel like I was just thinking about it in like the situation you were in that that district meeting right. where you raised your hand instead right. of just going okay I'll uh, she already right. talked I don't need to say anything hopefully this will be over soon which would be my thinking yeah but yeah. this acronym is when I, I use it as a motivator which is face everything and recover meaning or recover my own sense of self yeah and that kind of motivates me wait I don't want to miss out I want to face this thing that's right and then I, I can look forward to in what wonderful way is this going to work out? Because every time we approach things with faith, the opportunity for something miraculous to happen in that situation, like it did for you, like it always does, happens. You know, so those are a couple of the other acronyms that I've used over the years because my tendency is F everything and run, which can mean shut down, but it really is hard sometimes to grasp until you look at it that it is false evidence because it's my own imagination that's making up the thing that maybe I heard as a kid or a teacher told me years ago and now these things become the subconscious guides right you know or I better not 
ask for what I want Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be humiliated or I might not get it. You know, so I'm not going to bother. I may not ask for help because I don't want to seem like a burden. Mm -hmm. Or I'm like, I don't need to return these things. They were under five bucks. But really because I'm afraid of the confrontation Mm -hmm. of doing. See, so face everything and recover. No, let's see how this works out. I will return this thing even though it's a $5 item or a $3 item. And it opens up the door to so many amazing things. Something so insignificant is going to return something that you were kind of telling yourself, I don't need to return it because it was cheap, when really I didn't want to return it because I was afraid of returning something. Right. But when we face everything and we recover our life, our sense of self, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, oh my God, Ed, you're not going to believe who I met. Right. Uh, we're at the Home Depot, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to return this because it was only a few bucks, and I didn't want to deal with returning, which meant yeah. I'm afraid of returning it. You know, and this all came from bad authority figures in our past that caused these unreasonable fears. But once you realize that they're just unreasonable fears, then I get to encourage myself to go through it because it's not the same thing anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. be yelled at or humiliated. I that just because that happened when I was very young. It's not true now. That's right. But I'm making it feel really true and that's what kind of restricts yeah, 100%, 100%. us. 100%. Well, it doesn't have to be true. And when you're when you're in that space where you're feeling confidently you, you can understand that if if that does become the exchange that you have with someone else, it's not anything about you. It's not about you. Right. It's about it's about their perception and yeah. where they're coming from. Yeah. And so, like you said, like that person that you're judging or they're judging you, they're entitled to their own miracles and their own magic as well. Right. So it it's it's very hard to put yourself even in somebody else's feelings and thoughts and perceptions Mm -hmm. um, when you're not feeling truly yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, so if you could just have like a little bit of empathy and sometimes that is what what causes those miracles to happen. Well, I actually will take it a step further and I'll say I actually invite those reactions. Oh, I agree. Because Ed's even shared, I've even shared, if I'm going hat in hand worried about how someone's going to react, well, they're going to act in a way that I was worried about. But when I go with my attitude, I'm going to face everything and recover. And I don't mean with bravado. I mean, I wonder what wonderful way, yes. with God's love, this is going to work out. Those people respond accordingly. That is the motivator and the incentive for me. Because if I'm just doing it thinking, oh, well, I'm going to do it, but they might yell my head off, I can't do it. I got to live in a fairy tale life, folks. Mm-hmm. If this stuff isn't fairy tale, I'm out of here. And I've proven over like 30 something years, both things are true. How if I approach something with my hat in hand, meaning I'm going to face this, you know, even if they bite my head off, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to bite my head off. Mm-hmm. And I could tell myself, okay, well, I'm not going to take this personally, but it's going to hurt. It's going to cause, I mean, Unless you're Superman, you know, and I've seen the best of them, even police officers that I worked with that could deal with the worst of it. I go, wow, that didn't affect them at all. 
But if I'll talk to him later, I'll go, yeah, that really got me down with that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 I get it. It does get, but he'll also say, but you know what? I approach this guy in this way, so the reaction, I think I might have, you know, it really is spiritual. It really, life is really a mirror. Yeah. It may sound horrible to some people to hear that, but I had to learn that the hard way. And I mean, thank God it, it beat me to submission to the point where I said, okay, I give up. Right. But the best part is once you can tap into the spiritual realm, life really is a wonderful adventure in faith. That's right. Because we do get what we, there's a great quote by Butterworth. He says, we don't get what we pray for and we don't get even what we want or what we pray for, but we always get what we expect. And sometimes I'll expect the worst, but I'll cover it up with a bravado. Hmm. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'll push through because that's what we do. But then I'm going to get it. So I have to get either I won't return that item until I'm fully into the I'm ready to face everything and feel good about it. Because if I go with any other mood and I'll put it off, I've put off a return for many, many weeks. But then when I feel that sweet spot, yeah. oh, I'm going to go return this today. And I'm feeling the high. Right. It's the perfect time. Yeah. That's right. I can't push this stuff and I can't override it. But the great thing is we could always tap into it. And when we tap into it, mir like she says, miracles happen. And it really is, uh, you know, an, an unlimited happiness in those events. Because I'm proving to myself that the spiritual realm is for real. Right. It's about kind of I heard a couple things that you said um, one of the main things I've learned is that it's about your willingness to accept that. Your your willingness to accept the miracle within you. Right. Like, honestly, like, you just have to know that it's there. Like, I, I think a lot of people forget because they stifle who they really are. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we were talking about this out of fear. Um, yeah. out of fear of what whatever whatever it is if it is it trauma based is it is it this yeah. is it that is it it could be any of those things it doesn't really matter until you you deal with it it's always going to be there but then you have to forgive yourself and accept accept that the magic is there you already yeah. have everything right. in your soul to make these miracles happen. Mm -hmm. You already do. And yeah. it is a very spiritual experience for sure. Yeah. I'm with it, man. I, I agree with all of this. I, it, I think, I think it's, a, it could be part of a natural process. At first you, I used my spiritual tools to like make it through stuff that I wasn't able to make it through. But then there comes a point where you go, well, why am I even making myself go through stuff? Like uh, the other day, there was someone absent, an assistant, and um, that assistant covers for a student who is in this room with this woman who is pretty bullish, like in her approach to things, or kids and staff. And um, so, in the past, I thought I gotta, I gotta find a way to like be spiritual enough to be loving to her and always be the, you know, be able to face her, you know, and. Um, but I've been saying no more to things that feel bad 
and yes to things to feel good. So when I found out that his aide was my uh, absent, my the teacher who kind of like uh, who I work with, who looks who like kind of schedules a lot of this stuff, was like, "Can you go? Uh, yeah, can you cover?" And I just found myself saying, "I don't want to go in there." And I, because uh, she and I are close, also like we're very frank with each other, it's like in a friendly, loving way. So I said, I just said out loud, not like really to her. I just said, admit it. I don't want to go in there. Within within ten seconds, Mr. Vasquez, a good friend of mine who listens to the show, walks in. Uh, I got time to work for with you guys today. I'm just floating around, and he did that on his own. He didn't have to because he had another assignment. But he's like, I got these. So can I help you guys? And he did it. And he's not the type of guy that gets influenced by people like that. About. So yes. saying no to the things yes. is like, it, it's a whole nother level. The other day I was going to go surfing after work and I had to do this another Zoom thing. And I wanted to surf and I was like, I bet I could take this Zoom on the road. You know, like, and I took the Zoom on the road. I knew the waves were going to be good. So I took the Zoom on the road. I'm driving through Malibu. They're playing this Jeopardy game for this whatever we were studying. It was actually kind of fun. We're answering things, but I, I was my turn, and then all of a sudden the, the Zoom went dead, like because I was in this bad area. Yeah. For, and it was like connecting, connecting, connecting. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm just gonna bless it. The angels are with me. Like, yeah. there's no I'm connect. I'm, there's no disconnection right. in God. I was affirming these truths that I am eternally connected. And then sure enough, like we get, I get right through Malibu, and then. It gets comes back on, and then like within thirty seconds, it's my turn again, and no one even knew that I had been no, isn't that absent. Yeah, and then I was this class. This thing could have gone for several, a couple hours. As soon as I park where I was gonna surf, he's all right. That's all I have for you. Like literally, as soon wow. as I backed in and stopped the car, that's all I have for you. So then I get my stuff, and there's a ton of cars because it was like the first good swell, the first good weather of the year, and. I started thinking, well, I'll put up with the crowd, whatever. And I started saying, that's not what I want, though. Why would I affirm that? So I just took my time walking down. I was like, what would I want? You know, like no one out, just good waves. I get there. There's two guys out. It's like everyone else was walking by to go to a beach down the road. I get there. There's two guys out. Um, no, three guys out, which is nothing in L.A. for a beach, especially with the good waves. So then my friend who I uh, was going to meet there, this guy who hired my son as a um, I don't tell everyone about this place because there's not a lot of people that surf there and it's in LA but I told him because he's got such a good energy and he's the guy who gave my son his internship so I was like you know what I'm going to tell this guy he's gonna, he will actually appreciate it and it's the least I could do so he paddles out so for the last hour everyone got out except us in LA it was just so mind blowing and the whole but it was just the thing that made it meaningful was not like ha ah, it's just that it was that I turned everything over to God. I trusted, like you said, that I'm worthy of the miracle. That that's actually what life is always attempting to get to me is the good. It's never, yeah. never a struggle. That all of that is born out of someone misunderstanding something. So the you know the wind died, the beautiful houses. That it was everything turned, and my buddy's going. This is this is as good as it gets. You know. So that was amplifying my feeling of yes. love. So it's, it is like what Daryl was saying, that it's so spiritual that whatever we believe we must put up with, we do put up yeah, with. Yeah, and I don't want to put up with and it And when we, we realize there's no reason, there's no, 
There's no in there's the no universe. virtue in that. In yeah, that. There's and there's no, no head somewhere thinking that's keeping track and saying yes, you have to put it. It's all. It's actually the quite the opposite. It, it will the universe, which which really means one song, universe yeah. means yeah. one song. This harmonious miracle that's happening all around us will give us as much good as like 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 Maloney said, as much good as we are willing to accept. And that's sometimes the hardest part. How much can I forgive myself? How much can I stop telling myself these nightmares? Because or I don't deserve it, right. so I might as well yeah. go here. And I was thinking, part of what I used to think, I'm not good at uh, data. I'm not a data person. But you know what? I was great, really good at math in school. I, got, I took calculus early. I did all this stuff. And what I'm not good at is this phony version of data that people use. They, they misquote data. They misquote studies. Someone else told them it. But now that I'm listening more closely from, I do know, this lady was quoting studies. And as I listened, they were so decontextualized from what the actual study was that the information was useless to what we were talking about. But these people who speak as experts but are not really speaking uh, as expert. They're not really using the data the way it was meant to be used. They're not using the studies the way they were meant to be used. And they're spreading fear-based lies oh, under yeah. the uh, fear-based misunderstandings, but with the gravity of someone who's supposed to be an authority figure. That's yeah. what, it, for me, speaking up at that meeting yeah. too, I want to, you've helped me, like you're always encouraging me, cons I want to consult with school districts. I don't want to be a cog in the wheel anymore. So this gave me an opportunity to speak to a consultant but kind of like call them out like, no, yeah. no, like if you're going to consult and you're going to use this data, it's got to at least be meaningful. And it made me think about like when we were younger, when adults yelled at us, we thought God's yelling at me because I'm being bad. Yeah. But what we didn't see was someone had yelled at that adult and yeah. scared them mm -hmm. and they were afraid and their fear turned into them pretending to be authority but it was fear because that that's the twist. If, if we saw them as, I'm scared, I'm sorry, I'm just scared today, that would be one thing. But, oh, but it's not yes. that. It's inside there's a scared person, but the outside is pretending yeah. to be someone who's an authority. What, what was it? Uh, fear is an adult. What was it? Seriousness. No, it's serious. Yeah, seriousness is just fear pretending to act like an adult. Yeah, we live in this so much of this world where, God, no, people like want to get back to living in harmony with the indigenous cultures and but they have to realize that those were primarily spiritually based cultures yes. there you're not going to get back to living that way through heads telling you you got to say this you got to act like this these were spiritually based cultures who laughed and danced and sang and shared and were blown away by the mystical quality of life and that's exactly what new thought and what these teachings that we're sharing it's it's mystical it's crazy, and it, it lights us up with joy, and it refuels our spirit when we live this way. It, li it really does the truth that sets us free. It's amazing. Well, especially since you actually get concrete results. That's, oh that's, the, that's the best yes. evidence the, of it. The mystical turns out to be the most scientifically yes. accurate. Hmm. That's the, because the mystical is the science of the principles that are behind the universe. They're actually tapping into the, the principles that make the universe work. By the way, I wanted to share a book, You Too Can Be Prosperous by Robert Russell. Nancy Norman recommended this on her um, uh, unityjoyoflife.org is the name of her um, website, her ministry. There's a infinite prosperity course every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific or 
7 a.m. Eastern. There's a there's it's basically 7 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Um, on Thursdays. Those are the Eastern times, but 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. Pacific time. We go every Thursday yep. at although she's taking this week off. But this book here, I am prosperous. You too can be prosperous. The affirmation they, that he uses is I am prosperity. It's not even I am prosperous. No, I, I am, am prosperity. I am the prosperity of the universe. It's a, and, then, and on the back, you wanted me to read it. It just it's says, so that's good. it. I am prosperity. That's it. You just took the first step towards a prosperous life. By saying these three simple words, you open the window of prosperity in your mind. The energy your thoughts create as a result of this time-tested concept is so big, so powerful, and so irresistible that your life will become a magnet, attracting success, employment, and wealth of every sort directly to you where it belongs. And it's by, who is it by? It's by Robert A. Russell. I got it, yeah, I got it for relatively cheap off of Amazon recently. So it's called You Too Can Be Prosperous by Robert A. Russell. I really recommend it that book and ed's wearing a fancy shoe. oh this yeah. was an amazing story <laughs> yeah, yeah so my wife does photos she's the photographer of best friends animal society so when she's in a pinch and she needs to do product shots yes she'll get her friends like daryl ed and stephen tom thorpe yeah. to model for her and I, I think we talked about this last week where where my friend from the summer school yes came by. yeah it's so amazing and the irony is um the fact that Ed got to wear the shirt turned out to be like the, the shot is for a catalog to advertise the shirt. But Ed himself actually became an actual advertisement and for someone who went and bought oh, the yeah, shirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Right, because I was still wearing right, the shirt afterwards. Yeah, you know? right after the photo was taken. Yeah, the barista at Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted, she's like, that's the coolest shirt ever. And she wanted to know all about it. She wants the model for Lori. She, was, she wanted the website. It's amazing. So um, it's called, if you want to support Best Friends LA, which is a no-kill animal shelter, Best friends, they're, they're nationwide, right, yeah. really. And um, if you want to support them, they have really cool shirts. Shop.bestfriends.org. Shop.bestfriends.org. We'll put it in the link to the video and the podcast. The, all the, you know, the, pro, the, the shirts are cool, and the proceeds go to support Best Friends, which is, a uh, again, a no-kill animal shelter. And if and, you're, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if you're listening, the one Ed has is little kittens, and they're rolled up like, little burritos <laughs> and the the campaign was burritos it said yes. burritos and Lori actually took this photo and the reason they're rolled up like little burritos is because when they're that young there's, mm -hmm. there's just like a few days or not even a week or so old they got to keep them swaddled yeah so they feel secure and Aww. confident so there you go that's what's on ed's shirt yep yep they so, look like little hand rolled sushi. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so cute. There's actually it's like a rainbow too, which is so fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, it's Pride Month, so they yeah. made the Pride uh rolled out the Pride merch also. And there's actually only 3 kittens, but then they flipped them and yeah. put it together to make oh, no six. Way. Yeah. So, but I've seen this ad on billboards for years oh, and it's a been everywhere. Years. Yeah. People magazine. On buses. Yeah, yeah, it's been in every that photo went everywhere. Yeah, what well, Lori's very talented. Um I see the, the well, reading on your lap, by the way. Do you want to hop into that? Yeah. All right. We have a I, professional reader today. Jennifer Maloney. Here I am. Yep. I am a spiritual being living in a spiritual world governed by spiritual law. 
Because God is your Father, you are a Son of the Most High, holy and divine. You are a spiritual being inhabiting a spiritual body, moving through the spiritually perfect world that God has created. Do not be afraid to make this claim for yourself. Nothing is too high for a Son of God to claim. Acknowledging and asserting your divine reality strengthens your realization of expression of it. Never think of yourself as less than spirit or as being limited in wisdom, health, love, or substance. You are lifted above any law of disease, discord, or lack because you are governed by one law alone, the law of God's unchanging will of good in all that concerns you. Do not think of the world about you as filled with adversities, but as a spiritual world in which evil has no existence. Because you are spirit and under the dominion only of spirit, you are transcendent over all claims of the flesh, and you are free, wise, triumphant. It is not written in your law, I said, ye are God's. John 10, 34. Mm. That's powerful stuff. It is. Yeah, powerful. This show just made me realize this is the say no and yes when you mean it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable with something, say no. Yeah. And if you feel comfortable with something, say yes. Yeah. It's hard to do. I just heard it. But when you do it, you're going to... But you're going to get the, because like that was saying, I was thinking, like anything I'm going that I need, that needs to be done by me, that I'm apprehensive about, you know, the F everything and run, or face it. Face everything and recover. And Mm -hmm. recover. It's like that said, that everything has good in store for us when we're true to that be all you can be. If it's a no, it's a no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Right. Yeah. And I could say no. It's hard yeah. to say no when we think. Someone just said no as a complete sentence. Who was that? Just Mike recently. Dugan. Oh. He used to tell me that. Because yeah. I go, well, what am I going to tell him? He goes, Daryl, just tell him no. I said, yeah, but he goes, Daryl, no is a complete sentence. Yeah, so it's so true. I mean, that, and and I think... It's so funny. I was talking to. I was working with like this the same kid that I that I was gonna. I love the kid that I I had I had Mr. Vasquez cover for. Don't get me wrong. That kid, he is amazing. And but when he doesn't want to do something because he's trying to avoid it, he's overwhelmed. He like ah, you know, like he'll freak out. So I was just like, I knew he needed to. I needed him. I wanted him to calm down and just because he, as much as he'll freak out, if I'm firm and just. No, we're not going to freak out. We're, I, I have to say the no. We're not doing that. Like, this is nothing for you to be afraid of. You're too smart to be afraid of this. So I was grabbing this laptop because he's trying to just, like, uh, spam the letter A. So he has to just get through the test. And I'm like, no, I really want you, them pe- people, to see how smart you are. So I'm grabbing it, and he's going, ah! And I'm going, I hear you're frustrated. We're going to do it. And he's going, ah! And then finally he goes, Okay. And like, because I know him and we, we trust each other. And I know that I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying, I'm actually saying, no, you don't need to do all that. Yeah. Calm down. Right. I want the best from you. So when his aide came back in, I was, she's like, she's new and she's, 
kind of sensitive and she's amazing and she's very receptive to guidance and thankful for it. So I just said, look, Miss O, what I need you to do, don't worry about being rude. You need to pull that thing away from him if he tries to go fast. We don't just tell him, I hear that you're frustrated and just take the thing away. <laughs> and like, it's the same for me. It's okay, Ed. I need yes. you to be rude. I need you to not be afraid to say no and look like you're being rude. Yeah. Yes. Because Ed, you need to be true to you and I need people to see how amazing you are. And that old way of freaking, either freaking out or going along and being like, none of that is gonna oh. do. You need to say no when it's a no. Otherwise forever, you're never gonna know where you belong and you're always gonna be putting up with stuff that doesn't feel good for you and you're never gonna have power and authority in your life, you know? So I've been saying a lot more no's and it's amazing. The universe is like singing triumphantly like, wow, and I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot how easy life is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, you know, you did something that we should share how you reframed it in that situation because that's important. Mm. Do you remember? I can no. tell you because I remembered. Okay, great. Because it, it's it's profound, because it works. So when you were you were telling me the story originally, this is the story about you in that room where the consultant was just some you know hired. Yeah, yeah. Who really had no clue, you know, an outsider, and going on, and you said, "Wait a minute, I why am I afraid? I I, I talk like this on our show all oh, the time. Yeah. Why would I not talk like that here? Right. Like, why does this venue?" Mm -hmm make me stifle myself that's right when the real me is the me on the show where i don't i don't feel i don't feel afraid to express these ideas right so why would i be afraid so i just treated it like i was talking to you you were saying me and we were on the show and it was met with the positive yeah reception 100 percent because you were really being true to the to the you you know you enjoy being the real you yes. and that's something we can all do because the fear in those situations is an old idea yeah of some author authority figure from years ago yeah but if there's arenas where we feel really confident well play that game with yourself yeah wake yourself wait a minute if I was talking to my friends right now, or if I was doing this other thing that I'm confident, yeah, wherever and it is, you feel, feel good about being your, yourself. You, and you trust your wisdom, yeah. and your enthusiasm. The, the I mean, this is not easy to do. I have to do this to myself all the time. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's thrilling and it's rewarding because you will be met positively when you're your true self that you're able to be. Yeah in another arena and you bring it to an arena where the false evidence you're telling yourself yeah. is appearing real right. because it's incredible. It always works out this yeah. way, positively. Like another thing, like some people go, well, what, you know, what would Jesus say? That's another little tool, like in this situation. Right. You know, they use that. Well, what would Jesus say? Would Jesus do this? No, Jesus would probably say, ah, Come on, we could take care of that. You know, be more kind and yeah, considerate. Yeah. But whatever works is enough to activate that miracle within to come out. And that, that's yeah, it. Yeah, because you want your best material, right? When yes. You want to bring out your best material. 
And uh, yeah, that's exactly. And I had the day that I spoke out, uh, spoke up, excuse me, at that meeting. One afterwards, I spoke after after I spoke. One, I was being cheered on because I could see the, my staff going yes, yes, yes. But for two, I, I had to actually keep telling myself. All right, after I was done, I had to keep telling myself, "You didn't do anything wrong, Ned," because there was a fear there. Yeah. I said, "You don't have to apologize to myself." I said, "You didn't do anything wrong." Just like be still, like your dad, like in like a mafia style negotiation, like. Don't say another word. Just let it hang. Like sometimes we say no, our was, best stuff and then we like apologize uh, our way out of it. Uh, yeah. Just let it breathe because then it will then let the let the energy go out there and do its job and then just see what happens. Because the next day, like after that meeting, I had written a quick email to my friend Abby thanking her for her her wisdom, her enthusiasm and her rebellious spirit. The next day I went in to like give her a high five and thank her again. She gave me a hug and she said something. I don't know what it was, but she's like, I have to tell you. I'm looking forward to hearing it. She said, I have to tell you my backstory because I was in tears when I read your email and I even read it to my husband. Something I had written just by in intuitively had like really touched a chord with her. And the reason why I was able to step up boldly at that second meeting is because I had an earlier meeting with a kid and then their family and this child, this, this, this public, this private school team, and I had to interpret some testing I did, and that's where I first said to myself, "Part of me is going, oh snap! I did the testing, but like, how am I going to interpret this? What am I going to say? What does this mean?" And then I go, "Wait a second. What would it be like if, if I was on the show? How would I approach this? Like, how would yeah. I if I was with Daryl and Indy and you all? How if I was with Maloney? How would I approach this?" And I just like breathed on it, and then I started imagining something Nancy Norman taught us. I started imagining the white light above their everyone's head and the light of God's presence showering everyone. And before I knew it, I, I don't know, I delivered a very cohesive and inspiring and effective plan. And the whole team was nodding and they got on board yeah. and it changed the whole tone of what we were doing. It was amazing. It was amazing. That even just that one little bit of breathing. It's amazing. Like there's a lot of science behind the breathing. Like right. that's how you guys get through Right. Everything, pretty much. Right. You know, it's when you're stifling yourself, everything is stifled. There's pain. You're not really breathing. But when you breathe into it, it literally, yeah, the. Yeah. <sighs> it mm. opens up that diaphragm and it just, your whole, your whole body language changes. Like right. just everything's open and you're ready to accept. Yeah. Willing to find that within you right and it's very healing it's very powerful yeah very very powerful so that's another simple way like we like you were talking about tapping into that feeling it's just that simple breath because in the simple yeah. breath you let go of you can't like holding our breath is also like trying to hold our thoughts in place and try to yeah you know so when you yes. say that it makes sense you breathe and now you let the tidal waters of God's love, like uh, Emma Fox was writing about this week, just let the fresh energy in and trust it. Exactly, and you mm -hmm. let all mm -hmm. the old energy out. Yeah. So it's kind of like cyclical. You're letting you're letting it out, mm -hmm. but you're also taking it in. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's very very powerful. Yeah, and the other tool is raise your eyes at a forty five degree angle. Nancy Norman has been teaching us this. There's a biblical quote. I ra I raise my eyes to the hills from whence my from where my good comes. And there's something about instead of looking down out of fear, look up like at where the the ceiling and the wall meet, for example. Just keep your eyes fixed there for a couple minutes while you're 
maybe while you're someone else is sharing. Well, re- you could even do it with your eyes closed. Yeah. Like just imagine up and you'll feel your There's a biochemical eyes. shift that yeah. happens there. There's a metaphysical you change. You enter the fourth dimension, they yeah, say. Yeah, and you literally, because a lot of us, when we were overwhelmed, we learned to like look down, and a, a friend of mine shared that. And when I shared this with him, he's like, wow, that immediately feels better. Hmm. Look up. And it, it actually, that's why, like, the, the, I think that's why the yogis would, like, focus on their third eye when they're meditating. It's the same principle. You're just, like, looking up and it, it, it activates maybe your pineal gland. or some, There's some things that are happening there that do give us new thoughts. Well, we also found out that the cathedrals in Europe, even though the one in um, the New York, uh, where the sermon's given is up in this little, yeah. this thing, he's got to go up like a circular yeah, yeah. staircase. And, wow. and those are all at a 45 degree angle from the, from the people from sitting the in pews. So it gets you to elevate and have that experience, elevate right. your yeah. consciousness yeah. physically by just moving your eyes up. Amazing. It's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to wrap up the show. Anything else you want to share before you go, Miss Maloney? I love you guys. Oh, <laughs> We love you, too. We'd love to have you on again. You have, there's, there's so many more experiences I'm thinking I about. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I forgot to bring up. my guitar. And... Yeah, oh, no, next okay. time, next time. Next time we'll yeah. have you sing. We'll give you time to prepare. We'll hear, I mean, because you've been stepping up all in your career. Absolutely. Yeah, you've had because you're an amazing teacher. Classroom, you were in a classroom before, and you stepped out boldly in favor of um, yourself being all you can be. Even though there was like, like the pay seemed to go down at that time. You know, like there was, but but you stepped out boldly in favor of being you. So uh, we'll talk to you more about that next time. Um, we do have a story from when you were a young girl in Tustin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Share that? it was, I think we found it on t- TMZ really? or OC. Ver- no, it's true. <laughs> he told me about this. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm Wait, am I... Um, excited to hear here. it, boys. I'm here, not the... Here, pri- and here. Yeah. So, when Jennifer Maloney was a young girl, she attended St. Cecilia's Church in Tustin. Same church I attended, as a matter of fact. One Sunday morning after Mass, it was time for her first day of Sunday school. Her parents were surprised as she ran right into class that first day without even turning to say goodbye. You can imagine their shock when just minutes later, little Jennifer was running across the parking lot, waving them down and shouting, Get me out of here! Her parents stopped the car. What happened? Maloney said, Well, you got this place all wrong. Her parents said, What do you mean? Maloney replied, You said this was Sunday school, but they don't even serve ice cream. Sunday school, the wrong kind of Sunday. Good God! So good. All right. Well, (laughs) is that who I think it is? Yeah, someone, a New Yorker, right? I don't think she's originally from New York. New Jersey? No, no, somewhere else. But she got her start in New York. Well, you know what she used to say. These are the original lyrics. Not everyone knows these lyrics. Yes, but it's this. It's a popular song. I think we made mention of it. It's a hymn. It's a hymn. Is that the right pronoun nowadays? H-Y-M-N. Oh, got it. Well, <laughs> it's a hymn. It's a hymn. Some it, prayers bless me. Some, some prayers hug me. I think they're okay. If, if they, they don't, don't give me proper credit, I just walk away. They, they can, can beg and they can plead, but they can't see the light. That's, That's right. right. Cause God will give me cold hard cash, I'm always Mr. Right. 
Cause we are living in a spiritual world And I am a spiritual girl You know that we are living in a spiritual world And I am a spiritual girl Spiritual <laughs> to find links to everything spiritual. we do. Spiritual. Oh. Wow. <laughs> are we, did you read it? Yeah. Because we are living <laughs> in a spiritual world. And, and I am a spiritual girl. You know that we are living in a spiritual world. And I am a spiritual girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smash the guitar. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Wow, wasn't that an amazing podcast? Well, you could do that too here at ChoboStudios.com here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and if you're not in Los Angeles, you could always go to PodShuttle.io. It's our fully remote editing service where you will cut up clips, we'll edit for you. Uh, podcast management, we do it all, baby. We got the digital goods here at PodShuttle and Chobo. We love you.